Hi, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Skip Miller. And I'm Thibaut Suiris. Every two weeks, we're going to be interviewing thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We're on a mission to change the way people see sales. As you know, sales is a profession that is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet people are afraid to try or really extend themselves. And this isn't really good. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs and M3 Learning. If you want to attend the recording of the podcast episodes and ask your questions to the guests, you can join the Selling Advantage community. It's a $25 a month subscription where you get access to a community of B2B salespeople, exclusive events, and tactical resources to help you close bigger deals faster. Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. We are right now with Skip and I uh, thought it would be really a good idea to talk about a post he did recently about a dump truck. So Skip, tell us everything about the dump truck. Oh, it's a big dump truck. It's got four tires and a steering wheel and it's a good dump truck. Okay. What is, what is, what is, what is, it's a story about a sale we made. I mean, what did you like about it? I love the... Um, so basically... You, you tell us a, a, a bit more, but I love the fact that you it was really a while ago where when you actually were working on a big $750,000 deal and yeah. you said, you know, everything looks great. My slides look great. And your manager asked you to uh, draw a dump truck on the whiteboard. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Then, what did he say? Yeah. So years ago, I used to sell computer-aided design in manufacturing systems, CAD CAM systems, where you design on a computer rather than a drafting board. And I had this big client in Cleveland called Euclid. Then they made those giant off the road dump trucks, you know, three stories high, four, whatever they are, right? So $750,000 deal. I mean, today, $750,000 deal is a big deal. I mean, back then it was, I mean, three quarters of my whole quota. So, you know, we're working together and I'm working with the CAD CAM manager, a really good below the line buyer. So it comes where it's going to be submitted to the engineering committee for a final approval. And the vice president of engineering will be hosting the meeting. So 7.30 in the morning, I go out there bright and early, talk to Dom, the CAD CAM manager, and we go over his slides. And I make sure we put one or two of our slides in there and stuff and so on. Looking really good. 10 o'clock's the CAD CAM meeting, you know, engineering meeting. 7.30, I get to about 8 o'clock. Dom says thank you and stuff and so on. I run back to the office. So about nine o'clock, my boss says, uh, hey, Skip, uh, you got a second? I say, yeah. He goes, come on in the office. I go, what's up? He goes, well, how's Euclid? I mean, how's it looking? I go, I was out there this morning. Things looking great. Super all set up, right? The whole bit. Um, you know, CAD CAM engineering meeting with hosted by the VP, the above the line buyer. We'll be there at 10. Should be done by 11. You know, drinks on me at 12. He goes, so there's an engineering CAD meeting right now going on with the VP. Uh, yeah. VP of uh, production, the VP of engineering, VP of manufacturing, you know, the, the, a big meeting and uh, Dom's presenting the, the recommendation. I, I'm pretty sure we're the recommended vendor because I was out there this morning putting some slides in there. He goes, that's great. He goes, um, so the meeting's going on right now. I go, 10 o'clock, 10 to 11. He goes, um, do me a favor. I said, yeah, he goes, go to the 
bored for a second, go to the whiteboard. I walk up there, I go, what's up? He goes, uh, do me a favor. She says, design me a dump truck. I go, <laughs> I'm not a design engineer. I don't know how to design a dump truck. He goes, what makes you think a design engineer like Dom knows how to sell? He goes, why aren't you at that meeting? You know, I, well, I wasn't asked. I mean, I, I, I gave slides. Um, I wouldn't know what I would say when I'm there. I mean, uh, um, you know, every reason in the book, except I, why aren't I there? Why didn't I position it as if we are the selected vendor or if we're, even if we're not to answer questions, technical questions, execution questions, right? You know, I could leave, but I mean, I, you should be there. I didn't do it. So here I am with like an ostrich, you have my head in the sand, waiting to hear that we've been the selected vendor. And I just find it fun that most salespeople, you know, send a proposal and then wait to hear as opposed to be on that Zoom call. I mean, I get it before COVID. I mean, if, if it's somewhere where you got to take a plane, fly two hours, you know, sit there for a 15 minute meeting. But with everything based on, you know, Zoom or Hangout or whatever else right now, why aren't you on that call? Well, I mean, you could always you know, be on it and then they go, thank you. We can need everything and then get off. But you're the one supposed to be representing your product and services, not some BTL buyer, which I'm sure they do a good job. But I don't know how to design a dump truck and I'm sure they don't know how to sell. So it was a, a cute story, but actually a true one. We actually got the deal. But um, yeah, I, I guess I'd rather be in the meeting. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's something very common where uh, BTLs are pushing back when we ask to, to get into this meeting. So what do you suggest we do when we, we talk to a BTL, we've identified trains or their trains, and we want to talk to the ATL and they tell us, mm, just let, leave, leave me to it. What would you suggest? Um, I would suggest that salespeople do their job. My job in sales is to make sure that if some company is going to buy my goods or services, that they maximize it to their best interest. If not, it's going to churn. Uh, there'll be unhappy users. So our job is to make sure they maximize the investment being made. Here we are in February and my buyer doesn't know what the head of engineering, the head of manufacturing, the head of marketing is going to do for the second half of the year. They're never invited to those meetings. Well, if they're going to buy something from me, it's probably going to be for all year, maybe even two years. So isn't it in everybody's best interest to have a sit down and go, listen, I'm working with Dom and we're putting this thing together, but I need to know what your initiatives are for the second half of the year. Because I don't want to undersize this. I don't want to oversize this. I want to make sure you maximize your investment. So it's every salesperson's job to make sure that whatever the customer is paying, they use. You're not going to sell them a whole bunch of stuff that's not going to be used for a year or two. And you don't want to have, have them just buy the basic. And then in, Jan, in, in June, they go, well, it's time for phase two. You didn't even know about phase two, which means you got to unplug a bunch of phase one stuff because you didn't allow for growth. So getting that kind of information with the BTL, that's fine too. But you got to be in the meeting. You just can't have the BTL sit there and go, I'll find that out. No, no, no. We need to work on this together because, I mean, I may hear things differently than you do. So let's, let's work on this together. If you get huge pushback, boy, I don't know if this deal's got a lot of energy, quite frankly. 
And I love that you you know that you said this thing. I'm not sure this deal has a lot of energy. And I think that's why we get afraid when we ask that and people push back and we're like, okay, I'm gonna run with it. We don't really want to face the fact that the deal may not be that qualified or the person actually may not be that interested. So um yesterday I saw a post on LinkedIn, someone was talking about objection handling and the way of you know just asking about objections. And it was always his goal was always to convince the buyer, the, 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 the buyer, always convince the buyer. Whereas for me, it's just if there's no energy, fine, I'm not gonna put any effort in exactly right. Yeah. The first thing I'm gonna do with an objection is I'm gonna agree with it, right? Yeah. By agreeing with the objection, you minimize a number of the you know uh, emotions behind the objection. So, John, I fully agree with you. I, I can see where you could be coming. And then go into feel, felt, found, or whatever you want to do, but yeah, it, it's just amazing to me where salespeople have been taught to present, demo, propose. And once they send, and if you haven't checked it out, send's a four-letter word. When you send a proposal to a customer, the control goes too. Why are we doing that? Worst case, why don't you send good, better, best, ABC options and set up a meeting to discuss the options? I mean, that's probably the best case so that you, you, you have some sort of follow-up that you're in control over. But folks, let there be no mistake. A proposal is a validation document. It is not an education document. You send a proposal so they can look through it. It, it, it should be something you already agreed on and it shouldn't be any surprises. Most proposals I've seen, Thibault, are educational. It's like, okay, I'll put together a proposal, I'll throw in a few white papers, I'll wrap it up in a bow, I'll send it to you, and then we hope they read it. Well, they're not gonna read it. And two, you should have had that discussion up front. So a huge takeaway, I probably put, should have put it in that article, is proposals should be validational documents. So should final presentations. Final presentations. So if I had to do that Euclid, deal over again, I would have contacted everybody at that meeting. They understand you go to a big engineering meeting, right? You know, it, you know, here's what's being proposed. Do you have any questions? You know, I have a couple questions for you, if that's okay. Have everything done before that meeting. So then it's a natural to invite me rather than I give the proposal to Dom. I look at Dom's slides and then I wait to hear. One's very proactive, one's very reactive. And, you know, for a 20 grand deal, 10 grand deal, for a 750 deal, I, I want to be invited to the party. Yeah. That could be a good article for next time. Education versus validation documents. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I hear all the time is people see, see okay, I'm going to send as many offers, seeing as, as them, you know, like when you play soccer, is as many shots to the, the goal <laughs> as possible. And the problem is, is when we hear, okay, send me an offer, we get all excited. I mean, my first thing is, no, I'm not doing an offer. Like, I'm not sending, we're building the offer together. I can right. send you like a bunch of bullet points or whatever, but first I need you to give me back my homework assignment. And it's just been very interesting, the results I got with that. What were the results? I mean, when I ask some homework assignment and people don't do it, results is nothing, but at least I'm not spending hours like chasing or feeling ghosted or feeling offended because people don't reply. I'm like, okay, close, lost, move on. But when they reply with a homework assignment, then they just like hunt me back because they want to start tomorrow. So um, yeah, that's, that's the results I got.
Yeah, no, fully agree with you. You're exactly right. Um, and we all hate rejection. We all hate, you know, something I thought I had slipped through my fingers or you never really had it. So yep. let's make sure that, you know, everybody's got to mutually come to the party. And I'm going to test that with homework assignments. I'm going to test it many different ways to make sure that we're talking to the right people, that they've got a really active budget. They've got to actually a bunch of stuff. So fully agree with you. And this waiting to hear has got to stop. It, it, it was set up wrong because we're sending, we're giving, we're showing all those four letter words. And by doing that, the customer goes, got it, seen it, I'll be in touch. And now you're like, wow, they're going to be in touch. <laughs> wow. You, know, you should be controlling not only the next steps, but the next, next steps. And if you're not doing that, if you're not in control of those, somebody else is. Yeah. And by the way, this mindset, you know, since I've been applying this, so I've been in my business for a while, and uh, a lot of people always ask me, Thibaut, how, you know, like, you must be busy. I'm like, no, I, I'm not busy at all. I've just basically never worked so less and never made so much money. And they ask me how. I'm just like, just this mindset of making sure that I do, I'm not the only one working. I'm not the only one showing up. I get people, other parties to work and to, to really show up to the, to the project. And, and that's the thing is just, you, I, I just, I'm not chasing opportunities that are not existent. I'm just really working on making sure people are engaged and qualified. And then it's just like, you make so much more money for a lot less work. So I think that's a, that's a good learning I had. Well, look at, look at sales cycles, right? I mean, we get inbound sales leads all the time mm -hmm. and our sales cycles are 10% are of what normal people are because we qualify up front. You know, I, I still remember about a year ago, I get this director of HR calling saying, how much is sales training? I go, well, depends on what you want. She goes, no, I just need to know what, how much is sales training? I said, well, what do you want? Do you want prospecting, outbounding, sales cycle control, management? What do you want? She goes, why are you being so difficult? I go, I'm not being difficult. I just need to know what you want. So, you know, we, we talked for another 10 minutes. I got off. I go, I'm not doing that. The next day, the VP calls and says, hey, I heard our HR person got a hold of you. Sorry about that. What do you need to know? Yeah, you know, the deal was closed in two days. I mean, you got to stick to your ground and sit back and say, hey, I'd love to quote you, but I don't sell quotes. And, and it's not being difficult. It's like, what are you trying to do? Remember those three big words. What's causing you to make a change? What are the outcomes you're expecting for your changes? Not buying my stuff. And when do you plan on making a decision? Those three key words are critical to help understand the difference between educate and validate and really measure energy of a deal. Yeah. And a lot of people ask about qualification frameworks. They use band, medic, whatever. No, just use cause, outcome, decision. That's everything. It really works pretty well, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Someone even wrote a book about that. <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah, I did. Didn't I? Yeah, but the whole idea is that if they don't want to talk about themselves, why they're making changes and what their business outcomes are for those changes, A, it's not really serious. B, it doesn't have enough energy. Or C, you're talking to the wrong person. We're just being forward. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So great learning, great conversation. All of that through, um, you know, a dump truck. So that was a good learning. If you want to know more, just... You can go and check Skip's LinkedIn. He has like a so all article on that. And yeah, thanks for it. Wait, I tell you the story about the CAD CAM system I sold to a company who makes aircraft carrier nuclear reactors. 
Ooh, that's interesting. So <laughs> keep it for the next time, and, and we'll do an episode. <laughs> about that. No, no, no. That wasn't as interesting as the uh, as the doctorate. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you, Skip. You have a good day. Right, thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you want to explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're going to get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 Texas people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you want to check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up.